Hey friends, we are your hosts Leanne and Llewellyn and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. Oh, welcome to December. For those of you listening in real time, it's the most magical time of the year <laughs> and I love it. So yes. another month, another update from both of us on what's been going on with life. So Llewellyn, why don't you kick it off? Uh, sure. Um, what has been happening? I mean, I feel like November just like came and went so fast. Um, not a whole lot changed. I had a birthday and we had Thanksgiving, which was good. It's always good to see some family. Um, I'm trying to think of what else happened in November. Did you have a big family get together? Um, not big. We have some family of like a portion of my cousins that come down every year and they rent a place over on the island so they came Mm, down and we went over and visited with them but otherwise I mean I worked most of that week um my birthday was also that week so it's just like a lot in one week yeah but yeah it was good um yeah I mean I don't really have any updates it sounds so boring but my life has been nothing but kind of boring so Sure. How about you? We've had those months too where it's we've had so many updates because of just stuff we've been doing, so it's okay to have months where nothing goes on. Right, yeah. I would say that mine's probably pretty similar to that. I mean, I didn't travel anywhere. I I bought a bunch of stuff, I guess, which you guys will find out over the next, <laughs> I don't know, six months. <laughs> Of yeah. my recommend to our friends. <laughs> um, it's so funny how we went so long not having any recommends to a friend. Like we would yeah, be, for sure. I mean, scouring our apartments trying to find something. And now both of us have a backlog. And I'm very proud of us. <laughs> Maybe it's the time of year or, you know, whatever other circumstances. But yeah, I I really don't have an update so yeah all right lots of christmas stuff ready so i'll have christmas updates maybe next month but nothing for november nothing fun so yeah it's uh it's llewellyn uh leading the helm today on this ship for the next month so kick kick off all right so this pop off friend (laughs) This week we watched season seven, episode 14, titled The One Where They All Turn 30. Teleplay by Sherry Bilsing and Ellen Plummer. Story by Vanessa McCarthy, directed by Ben Wise. Rachel's agony over her 30th birthday starts everyone reminiscing about what they did upon reaching that milestone. Nice. Um, I also forgot to say that this originally aired on February 8th, 2001, for those that like that fact. Yes. Okay. So we start, so disclaimer, if you've not seen this episode or if you're watching like in real time with us, this whole episode essentially takes place in Joey's apartment, Joey and Rachel's apartment. Um, And then they just do like a bunch of flashbacks or whatever. So we're just going to treat it as though it's like one, like once we get to the main part, it's just like one big scene. And then I'll just like mention when we've gone back and forth. Perfect. Okay. So soft open. We're at Joey's place. Um, We start with the friends knocking on Rachel's bedroom door, asking her to come celebrate her 30th birthday party. The apartment's decked out in happy birthday, Rachel. She opens. They did such a great job decorating. They did, yeah. I have a feeling Monica had a lot to do with. Oh, 100 percent had to setting it up for her, but it yeah. just looks so colorful and happy. Yeah, I'd agree. So she comes out and basically is like still in pajamas, doesn't care, and just like goes right back in a room. She's not having it. So Tag mm-hmm. comes out instead. And tells them that he's going to lay down some ground rules. for. He's like her little representative. (laughs) He, Rachel has decided a few ground rules and he wants them to know before she comes out. She doesn't want the following words used. Old, 
downhill or they still look pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Joey. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. My question is, how did you handle 30? When you got there, do you remember your particular feelings around that year? Um, Okay. Well, to be fair, I turned 30 during COVID. Um, Yes. So we did do that. I, my 30th birthday was in 2020 when the world was shut down and I couldn't really celebrate my birthday. That makes sense. Like not in the Mm -hmm. way that I would have liked to celebrate that kind of milestone. Um, Sure. But I, I mean, I don't know, maybe now looking back, like 30 is just another number. Like I just, for context, I just turned 33. So at this point, I'm like, it's just another age, just another, it's just another reminder that I'm getting older. Um, So I don't really think 30 hit me that hard. Sometimes it hits me when I look at my friends who are primarily younger than me in like, like they're all reaching their 30s in the next like year or two. And it kind of makes me look back and it's like, oh yeah, 30, like that was a milestone. So I don't know. I wouldn't say that I was necessarily like Rachel. Would I have liked to accomplish certain things? Yes, but I didn't. And at this point I'm like, 30 is just another year. So I don't know. It was very uneventful because I was forced to not be able to do anything. Um, So I didn't really make a big deal out of it. How about you? Sure. I said we, and then I remembered I did not turn 30 in 2020. (laughs) I turned 30 in 2019. Um, Yeah, we are a year apart. Yeah, I I forget. because Because our birthdays are so close in date, I forget that we're a year apart still. But I... I remember my mom saying the whole I'm 29 again as a joke or maybe not 29, but like 39, 49. Like she would she would linger on the the just before the new decade age. And, And I learned pretty young that kind of ageist joke of wanting to be a younger number all the time. And so I was kind of surprised when I got to 30 because I was genuinely looking forward to leaving my 20s. It felt like such a weight of leaving the past because you change so much in your 20s. And I was, there's parts of myself that I don't even recognize anymore when looking back at those timeframes that I was so happy to not be associated with a with a two in front of my number anymore in front of my age. And so I genuinely enjoyed it. Now, maybe that's because, I don't know, 30 feels like the new 20, (laughs) which is (laughs) what every millennial would probably say because that's Gen Zers would cringe at us probably, but I don't know if I'll feel the same way stepping into 40 because that starts to feel old. But I feel so young still, even though I'm 34, that I feel like I'm in blissful denial that I'm getting older. But I also recognize that age is a blessing. Not everybody gets to turn a new age. And maybe it'll hit me the year that I turn older than my mother was when she passed. And maybe it'll be a completely different conversation. But I loved being, I loved turning 30. I had a kick butt 30s birthday party. My sister and I went to Chicago for a long weekend, got a super bougie hotel for super cheap. It was the Radisson Blue. So it's not just a regular Radisson. It's a step above that. It's a bougie hotel overlooking the river. And it was near everything. And we just celebrated and then spent the next week in Nashville to visit my friends. And that was when I uh, visited Nashville for the first time before I even had a hint that I was moving. So I loved my 30th birthday. Um, So yeah, so I just had to ask because 
all of the friends in this episode do not handle it very well. But I feel like that was such a product of the 90s and the communication that getting older was bad. Yeah, I I honestly, I mean, looking back, I think I dreaded turning 25 more than Mm. turning 30. Okay, interesting. Why? I I don't know. I mean, I had a few moments before I turned 30 where I was like, a new decade, like, I don't know. Um, But I think 25, because if I think back to where I was at 25, I wasn't anywhere I thought I would be. And so I think to me, it was like, okay, I am now a quarter of a century old and I've not done like anything with my life essentially. Cause at that point I, I just, I just left college without finishing. I was so close to finishing and I quit. And then mm-hmm. I did this internship thing that I was like, sure, let's try this. But I was literally the oldest person in the whole program. Sure. And so it was just at that point, I think I was surrounded by the younger generation, like doing something with their life that I just felt like a shame to turn 25 and be where I was. But gotcha. I would say by 30, it's like, I don't know if I just realized that doesn't matter anymore. Like there can be a 25 year old out there that's thriving more than I am in my life. If I'm happy, then this is where, then this is okay. Like I can turn 30 and be at this point in my life. So I don't know. Yeah, 25 was probably harder than 30, but yeah. It's at this point I'm I like, still feel that way at 34. <laughs> what have I accomplished with my life? <laughs> yeah. I think we'll always feel that to imagine. some degree. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so back to the show. Um Rachel at this point is still in a room and she really only comes out when Phoebe tells her that they have breakfast and presents, of course, from her pre-approved list. And so she comes out and Joey tells her, like, look, it's not bad turning 30, um, but Ross is pretty quick to remind him about his party. And we quickly cut to Joey's 30th birthday party where he, (laughs) and this is probably like a famous meme that everybody sees where he's crying out like, why me, God, let the others turn 30, not me. Why, God, why? Yeah. <laughs> Just sobbing. Um, why did I think Joey was younger Okay, I than think, everybody else? I think we could go on a really long tangent, and I think we should just let, like, just let it go. Mm-hmm. None of the ages in this show are ever consistent. Yeah. Because Ross... I would have thought that Joey would have been younger. Yeah, Ross and Chandler are two years older than Rachel and, and Monica, and yet in this episode, mm-hmm. it's like they're all, they all just turned 30. I'm like, no. Well, what's interesting is like the one where they all turn 30, it doesn't necessarily mean that they've all turned 30 in the same year. They're just kicking back to when everyone turned 30. Right. But Ross makes a, a comment to... later that says in 10 years, we all turned 40. Yeah, that's true. It's just, yeah, you're right. It's just inconsistent. It's, yeah. They could have worded it. They could have said something like, in, in 10 years, the last of us turns 40. We'll all be in our 40s. Yeah. You know, as a way to like group the, the six of them in. Yeah. So question for you then. When Monica mentions the very specific list that Rachel had sent out to everybody, are you like that? No, or do no. you leave room for people to gift to you? Yeah, I, I don't expect anybody to buy me anything. Um, the only time I send a list to somebody is if they specifically ask for one. Mm. Like, okay. I mean, I have like an Amazon wish list and I tell people like it doesn't have to come from Amazon. It's just where I made the list. Um, sure. And like it doesn't have to be this exact item if it's something close to it. But no, I don't. I hardly ever send a list to anybody. I actually had somebody on my birthday this year. They're like, I'm not buying you anything until I get a list. And I was like, well, ah. then if I don't send you one, you don't get to send me anything. And they're like, that's not how it mm. works. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yes. Um, okay. But yeah, no, I'm not. I may be Monica in a lot of ways, but I'm not Monica in that way. I am exactly Monica <laughs> in this scenario. 
I make very detailed lists with colors, sizes, specifics. When I link something, I want that exact version. I don't care where it comes from. I just want the exact one. I don't want a dupe off of it unless I specify that a dupe will suffice. <laughs> I've actually been thinking lately how I need to get better at providing a list, but also just letting people gift me things that maybe they looked at it and thought of me when they saw it and that's what made them get it or just being a little bit more accepting of just being gifted to and how it's much less about them getting the gift right than it is about the fact that they bought it because they thought of me I've actually the last couple of days have been pondering challenging myself in that a little bit more because it doesn't leave a lot of room for people to bless me in that way because they they anytime someone does I sort of shut it down and not that I shut it down but I I try and preempt it by saying oh well I have a list a very specific list so it leaves very little room for people to look at something and say oh I thought of you and just bought it you know as like either just because yeah. gifts or specific holidays or anything like that. So I, I'm a little surprised that you're not like that. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because in some ways me and you are similar. And so I kind of think I just assumed that we were similar in that regard. So that's that's good to know, though, that you're not. <laughs> we need some balance on this show. Yeah. Uh, so then we come back to present day and Rachel is still kind of overreacting to being coming becoming 30 and she asks her friends like am i the only one that is this way or ever felt this way and chandler reminds her of his party which we cut to and it's essentially joey's party because joey <laughs> joey's doing the same thing at chandler's party and just yelling now chandler we're all getting so old <laughs> Okay, so that was just the soft open. It was a long soft open. It was a very long soft open. It had like a weird like at, cut and then it like yes. continued. At one point I thought, oh, we're not going to get the intro. We're not going to get us. We're not going to get a gap. This is the launch of the episode. And it was much longer than I expected it to be. Yeah, it was weird. Okay, so then in the main part of the episode still at Joey's and they're all trying to tell Rachel that, you know, she has a lot of good things going for her with her job and her relationship and where she's at. And she knows this. She's not afraid to say that she is in a good place, but there's specific things on a list that she wanted to do before she turned 30. And for all of that, she feels unaccomplished. And Phoebe... Just like we were talking about. Yeah. And Phoebe tells her... That she shouldn't compare herself to Phoebe before we quickly flash to Phoebe's 30th birthday party, where the friends are all outside cheering her on as she finishes what she calls her mile on a hippity hop, which if you don't know what a hippity hop is, (laughs) A, look it up. B, it's basically like one of those round balls that have little like feet, peg feet on them and like a handle and you just you sit on it and hop. Like it's literally what it is. Um, it's kind of weird looking and there's no way you could do that for a whole mile, but it's Phoebe and this, it would be such a long mile. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's a slow mile to run 12 minutes. Yeah. Duh. I'd say like 14 or 15. Slow, but like a, a, a normal, like maybe like a normal average pace. Like, like an average be, pace, yeah, it would be like 10 to 12 miles or 10 to 10 12 to, minutes. Yeah, so I would at least double that. <laughs> it probably took her at least 30 minutes if she kept the same yeah. pace. Yeah. Well, after she crosses the finish line, the friends all cheer for her. She states that this has completed her list of things she wanted to do before turning 30 Minus making up with her sister, which she didn't seem to care really about. 
or she cared, but she didn't, she wasn't going to make a big point. So then we come back to present day. Rachel reminds Monica of their mean old fifth grade teacher and how at that point in their life, she was 30. <laughs> um, and then Tag asks what she wants to do that day uh, with her being her birthday. And she just says nothing. I don't want to do anything. Um, and then Monica comes in and says, well, doing nothing is honestly way better than doing something stupid like Ross did. And we cut to his 30th birthday <laughs> where he made what he calls a practical purchase, which was a sports like car. like a life crisis. <laughs> yeah. Yes. hundred <laughs> percent. And the friends all think that he did this to get the ladies, which Rachel and Phoebe prove the point of by saying that they both think he's attractive for it. But Ross claims that it's because he's a car enthusiast, even though when asked a car question, has no idea what it means. So Phoebe that would hops- be that would be me a hundred percent. Can I just say? Oh, really? I it. Some of my dream, some of my really cool dream cars are vintage, like vintage cars that have been redone. So like a vintage Bronco or a 70s Impala or like an old Charger that's been redone. Yet I would know nothing about the car. (laughs) It would, I would react like Ross because he says... But look how shiny it is. Like he's more focused on the outside appearance than he is what the car's made up of for him to say that he's an enthusiast. That would be me. Good to know. So Phoebe hops into the car and there's no luck of them getting out because he's been sandwiched between the car that parked in front of him and the one behind him. So there's no way he can get out. Man, I couldn't imagine driving a car in New York City. No. I it would be so nice to not do gas or car insurance in in New York or you know even a car payment if you had one and trying to find parking maybe if you had an apartment that included parking but you know that's probably not pointless. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so then we come back to present day and Rachel decides that she wants to get something pierced but Phoebe thwarts this by pinching her she realizes she doesn't like that. So Tag Tag tries to sympathize by saying he knows exactly how she feels because he himself is nervous about turning 25. And at this statement, she just blatantly tells him to leave, like, get out, which is fair. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Monica reassures her that no one handles turning 30 well, which takes us back to her 30th birthday. Chandler has arranged a formal surprise party for her, like dress, tie, suits, the whole thing, which also includes her parents being there. Mm-hmm. They are getting ready for the surprise. Rachel mentioned she's on her way, but it seems like Monica is having a hard time getting the door open. So Chandler goes out to find out what, like, what she's doing, why she's taking so long, only to realize that she is hammered. <laughs> on the floor can't stand up completely wasted she tells him that in her nervousness of turning 30 like her the busboys at her job took her out after work for a drink or 10 who knows how many she had and Chandler is reluctant that just tells her about the surprise party complete with her parents being there and she doesn't like that because she's never been drunk around them or they've never seen her drunk as far as they know and she doesn't really want this night to be the night that they find out so he agrees to help keep her cool through the party as long as she acts surprised when they walk in the door which she attempts to do but blatantly fails (laughs) her scream was more like she was terrified and all of her friends knew immediately because the look on their face yeah yeah, it was delayed, it was too over the top, and it was more scared than surprised. <laughs> yeah. I also really like this version of Monica, how she's 100%. just yep. giddy and funny, and the way she swings open chan- or Joey's claw- you know, door because she's trying to get up and put her hand on the doorknob. Yeah. It was just, 
I, I liked it a lot. I liked how he was trying to like coax her inside and she was like doing what drunk people would do. Like, oh, shh, you know, I, mm-hmm. I thought it was fun. It was hilarious. So back to Ross's birthday, Joey is the one in the driver's seat now trying to get out of the spot with Ross helping navigate, which is just terrible. Uh, when a girl comes over and asks Joey if it's his car and Ross lets out this like squeal about saying, no, it's my car. And it basically just like turns her away. And then Phoebe comes over with a crowbar. It's not a crowbar. It's whatever they use to actually get into cars. I don't know the technical name, but she comes over and tells him, look, I'm going to break into this minivan. We're going to flip it into neutral and we're going to push it out of the way. Everybody, mm-hmm. like, know what you're doing. So she goes to, like, open the door, <laughs> gets the door open only for this really old raggedy minivan that's in front of them <laughs> to start blaring a horn. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and so she tells them all to abort and everybody, like, runs except for Ross, who's, like, stuck in his car. So then we How have... are you at parallel parking? I'm curious. Well, Ross didn't parallel park that. Whoever parked. No, I know he. I know he didn't. Um, But just the fact that you you couldn't get in or out of that spot now that he's in it without parallel parking, so it made me curious. Uh, I am fine with it. I don't necessarily love it, not because of parallel parking in itself, but just because of holding traffic behind me. Um, Mm -hmm. That makes me more nervous than actually parallel parking. Which is weird, but I guess, I don't know. That's just how I am. So I have no problem with it. I can do it fine. I do it down here a lot because most places you go, you have to. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I don't mind. Okay. Curious. I'm great at it. So I was just curious. Cool. (laughs) Uh, So back to Phoebe's birthday party. She, I guess, decides to go see her sister. So she's going over to her house and she gifts her with a hippity hop for their 30th birthday and ursula just kind of looks at her confused and claims that according to their birth certificate they're actually 31 today and phoebe is like beside herself and she has to know like she has to know she has her certificate so she comes in asks her to see hers and she's like no i sold it to some i don't even remember what she said some swedish runaway or something um and as Phoebe's looking at it, she realizes what Ursula's middle name is and then asks her, like, do you remember what my middle name is? And Ursula comes back with, like, yeah, it was Phoebe. She's like, no, that's my first name. And she's like, oh, then I actually have no clue. So Phoebe's actually 31 and not 30. Um, then we head back to Monica's birthday, which hands down, I think, the best birthday in all of these. Um, Chandler is trying to get Monica to the bedroom runs into Phoebe, who, just like us, admits to loving a drunk Monica because she's so much better. Um, And Chandler tells her that Monica doesn't want her parents knowing, and Phoebe's solution to that is getting more drunk than Monica just to throw attention her way instead of Monica's way. Mm -hmm. Which Chandler basically just sloughs off and is like, no. Um, So he goes to tell the rest of the friends about the situation and Ross thinks that it's going to liven up the party but Chandler just looks to Rachel and is like can you please go help Monica get changed yeah yeah. so then we head back to present day Rachel's party and Tag has gotten her a scooter which Ross gently reminds him to just always stick to the list and as Chandler is excitingly passing their gift to her. Joey is confused, like, because you guys are together, we only get one gift from you guys. <laughs> um, that would be his concern. Yeah. And Chandler is, like, super excited for Monica to read this card. So she opens, or Rachel to read this card. She opens it and it says, and I quote, Happy birthday, Grandma. <laughs> it's better to be over the hill than buried under it. <laughs> When I say that I had to pause this part to laugh for a good, like, two minutes. Yeah. I was dying. Yeah. Because it was the way she read it. Yeah. She was sad already from the start of reading it. Yeah. She's like, happy birthday. (laughs) 
grandma. It was just, <laughs> it's the best. I was dying. I love this whole scene too, even with Ross's advice to tag. It it gave me just the feedback of they used to date, so Ross would know this about Rachel. Even in addition to just being her friend, it was this moment of from one ex-lover to another, always stick to the list. (laughs) And I thought that was so funny. Yeah. Um, So she's reading it through her tears and the (laughs) friends are just like giving Chandler the, the worst glare. And he tries to reassure her like, look, it's funny because you're not a grandma. And she's like, yeah, I know. Because in order to be a grandma, I have to be married and have children. And this makes her sad because two of the things on her list is she wanted to be married and have kids by 30. So she runs to her room and Monica just clearly states, all you had to do was buy the card. Yeah, it was almost like she gave him just the littlest part of the birthday so that they could collectively say it was from them. And she should have known. But Chandler's humor, oh, man. She should have looked at it before she, you know. Yeah, totally agree. It's her own fault. Yes, agreed. Okay, so after some time alone in a room, Rachel reenters the party, and she claims that she has a plan. She wants to have three kids, and she starts saying that the first kid will probably happen around 35 which means she's got five years and because she wants to be married for a year um before having kids she will be 34 she won't be married until 34 35 have kids monica thinks it's way too long chandler is beside himself (laughs) but she said to get used to it it's happening she's like you can look all you want but it's happening And Rachel seems to be okay with this plan, and then she starts looking at it, and she realizes that she wants a year and a half to plan the wedding, and she would also like to know the guy for a year, a year and a half, which Mm. means that she should probably already know or needs to meet this guy at age 30. And then it has like a quick cut to the hallway where Tag and Joey are playing on the scooter, Mm. and this just like realization in Rachel's eyes that... It can't be him. Yeah. So then we head back to Monica's party, and she's dressed, wobbling a bit, so Chandler's kind of holding her close. And Ross calls her out for being drunk, only to realize that he also seems to be a little drunk. Um, And Chandler's checking in with her. She's getting really frisky, wants to have sex right there. Ross is like, please don't. Um <laughs> And he reminds her, like, look, we have a little bit of time left. Just sit here, look pretty, don't speak. Whatever you do, don't say a word to anyone. And at that moment, Phoebe decides a speech would be the great thing to do. So she gets everybody's attention, starts yelling speech, and Monica stands. And she starts her speech nicely. Like, she stumbles a bit, but it's she seems to recover well. But then she just kind of gives this moment where she doesn't care anymore. And mm. she just starts yelling that she's drunk. Their little harmonica is hammered, as she says. (laughs) And she continues to just ramble, claiming she's been drunk before. She's smoked a cigarette. She used to keep ding-dongs in her bedroom drawer. But it doesn't matter, Mom and Dad, because guess what? I'm 30. I'm an adult. And then she abruptly just passes out. I enjoyed the homage to the fact that 80s 90s parents maybe even early 2000s maybe the video recorder at every celebration yes. at yes. everything that your kids did yeah that was it's good. it's a it's no wonder that as millennials have kids that they're growing up in front of a camera now it's just social media but it's because that's also all we knew <laughs> and They're recording her speech, but then as soon as she starts to go on her little rant, they start to drop it. But I love how Ross picks it up from them to continue recording. And then even as she falls over, he's following her down to the ground (laughs) with this camcorder. 
Because that is such a brotherly thing yeah. to want to capture when the parents are so close to turning it off. He's, he thought, absolutely not. I'm getting all of this on camera. And that was such a good note from either the script writers or whoever it was because it it wasn't obvious, but I thought it was an excellent detail to show the sibling bond in situations like that. Yeah, it was good. Okay, so we head back to Phoebe's party, or birthday time, and we're at the cafe, and she's hysterical about the fact that she's actually 31, not 30. And Joey, again, just tries to reassure her, like, it's okay that you're 31, but she asks him how he would feel in her situation, Mm -hmm. which causes him to look to the sky saying it won't because they have a new deal. And Phoebe continues in her anger by saying things that she missed out on before she turned 31. Like, she had a list for this, too. The perfect kiss, meeting a Portuguese person, going to sniper school, which sounds such like Phoebe. So she gets up to leave after declining, like, cake with the friends. And Joey follows her to walk her home, he says. Um, But as he gets closer to her, he says, close your eyes. So she does. And he gives her this sweet heck of a kiss like it was a nice kiss and as he's turning to walk away you know he tells her like look at least you can cross one thing off your list and he's like also i happen to be 116th portuguese so you're welcome and then walks away joey's the best he's the best yeah i would not be mad if he kissed me so ross (laughs) That Joey. That Joey okay. at that time. No, he's he was really sweet there. Yeah, yeah. So back at Ross's car, he has a new plan and repeats it multiple times to the friends. We're going to lift and slide. Lift and slide the car out. And Monica... This, this is the new... What shocks me is how little recognition this gets. This is the new pivot. Oh, 100%. The, the, the way that he enunciates and yep. puts exactly his staccato on it, lift, and he stares at them and like holds it for the dramatics, and slide as if they don't understand the concept of what he's saying is the exact same strategy he used with pivot. And, and it, yes, it's more of a catch because it's only the one word for pivot, but this is the same, this has the same exact feel as the pivot scene. As soon as I saw this, I thought, yep. this is the new pivot. This I is exactly what this moment is. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. And even when, like, so Monica gets a little competitive and they go to, like, attempt to do this. And obviously it backfires because you're not going to be able to lift a car. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, but as he, like, lifts, they, he says lift and they all try to lift and then he like pauses even more because he can't speak because it's so heavy yeah and then his slide i was like yeah that's exactly pivot like (laughs) that is it yes okay so then we come back to rachel um present day and she goes out in the hallway and she asks to speak to tag alone and they kind of sit on the little step there and rachel just starts by saying look you're a great guy we've had a lot of fun and he knows where they're going or where she's going with this. And he says, can I say something before you continue? She says, yeah, of course. So he doesn't say anything. He just kisses her. Mm-hmm. And she isn't denying. She's like, I like that. That was what I'm talking about when I said you're fun. But I need something more than just fun in my life. And essentially has like a really sweet breakup. Like it was very, it was sad. And he was sad, but he understood. So sure. she comes back in the apartment. Um, in, yep. Yeah. In, in this scene, this is, I think the only time I could see that I get a clear shot of the Magna Doodle and it just says happy birthday, Rach yeah. on it. Yeah. Cool. Um, so as she's coming back in the apartment, the friends all ask, um, you know, like how it went and just being very supportive. And she, says like if i only want two kids can i keep him for another year um but the friends assure her it was the right thing to do 
And then Joey comes in doing probably one of the, it's probably, it was really funny to me because it showed his age. He comes in from being outside with the scooter and he's hurt or acting hurt. And then he throws mm-hmm. the scooter down in like a little tantrum. But like, to me, it just like encapsulated like going from 20 to 30 because you yeah. can't do the same things that you did in your 20s and your 30s. Because your body just hurts. <laughs> yeah. Because your body reminds you every day, every time. So yeah, it, to me, it was just funny because it's like, oh, that just like put the stamp on top of this episode. Like you're 30. Um, and then it's at this point when Ross points out that in 10 years, they will all be turning 40, which causes Joey to scream at the sky one more time. And that's how we end the episode before the tag. Is there anything else you didn't say? No. Okay. So the tag was pretty simple. It was Ross's party-ish time. Um, The car is finally free. The car in front of it is gone. So Ross and Joey jump in to take it for a ride. But as they're getting ready to take off, another guy comes around the corner in the exact same car, but he's an older, (laughs) less attractive guy. And he stops and he's like, we're hot, aren't we? And then keeps driving. And Ross realizes, I need to sell this car. Perfect. Simply perfect. Yeah. Okay, so what was your favorite scene? That one. I think I laughed the most at that scene. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Because it was such a slap in the face to to Ross, thinking that he was buying it practically for this guy to show up and say, how hot are we? <laughs> that's funny. Um, I also, I love a good Joey's Apple reference. It's a classic but definitely that that tag scene for sure. That's funny. Um, my favorite was had to be Rachel opening the card, just because like you could tell it was going to go good. downhill from the first like happy birthday grandma, and I was like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> um, yeah. And just the way she read it, and just how much I laughed. So yeah, I would say that. Yeah, that's good. All right, how would you rate it? I was so bored I would say what's hard is it has to be better than last week's just based on what last week's was so I'll do smelly cat plus a tag just in honor of the fact that tag is like this is it so um, yeah I would just yeah okay um I'm going to say an oh my god. It wasn't it wasn't oh, wow. the best, but I mean it had its moments. Um but I think one big drawback for me is just the inconsistency on ages because they're never consistent in this whole show. So and again, yeah. and I didn't mention it, but the it still drives me nuts how Ross was conceived. Like was she barren? Was he was she pregnant before they got married? Like, that's also so inconsistent. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well, here we are. But yeah, so I'll leave it at that. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, post-show wrap-up. Uh, just want to give a big shout-out to all of our fans and friends who put out their Spotify wrapped. We got... Um, Quite a bit of you had sent them in. We got an email from Lucy that mentioned it as well and sent in her image of her Spotify wrapped. We got it from Aradia. We got it from Sapir. We got it from Manang, which was super cool. I think we got it from Kevin as well, but I missed the story, so I wasn't able to share it in time. We have some new friends um, that have reached out to us about how they're listening to us um, on a pretty consistent basis and how they came across our show, which has been great to see. Um, Our friend um, Bari reached out to us and said she started the advent calendar, the one that is the friend's advent calendar. So she sent us some images and videos of what she, as she was opening up, uh, day one and day two, uh, what she was getting, which was just cool to watch and see all the fun little Easter eggs on 
on the on the things. So she got like a coloring booklet and things like that, which or like a little booklet of fun little activities to do. Um, yeah, so it was just cool to like watch her like watch her do that. Um, and then our friend Beth, Beth, we have missed you. Haven't heard from her in a while, but she Beth. says I'm giving Instagram a try. She says I'm way behind on episodes, but thought I would leave a message about the last one I listened to, which was the one with Reese Witherspoon. The rumor was that Jennifer Aniston was holding out on signing new contracts. And Reese Witherspoon was brought on to see if they could basically replace Rachel. <gasps> Reese has said in what? an interview that it was supposed to be a four-episode arc and gave some vague reason for why it was cut short. The speculation is that Jennifer capital or capitulated, and then there was no need for Reese for the rest of the episodes. Not sure if I believe it, but it sounds plausible. It's possible. That is such an interesting theory. I have never heard that or rumor. I've never heard anything like that, but it would kind of make sense. So, yeah, I think that pretty much sums up social media spotlight. So, recommend to a friend. I'm also yes. trying to, I forgot that I totally am supposed to be doing fun facts, and I didn't even, didn't even grab any outside. So, I'll catch back up next episode. Sorry for my failure to co-pilot. Oh, you're fine. Um, okay, recommend. Which one of these do I want to recommend? I am going to recommend this one. So I got an iPad, I think, last year, year before. I don't remember when it was. Um, but I got it for different reasons, and I... I don't really do that much anymore. So I got it to play so I could have it for like sheet music when I play piano um, outside of my house, but I don't really do that much anymore. So I really didn't have a reason for my iPad. And um, I had always kind of wanted an Apple pen to go with it just because that sounded cool. And there's like a little spot for it on my um, case and it just always sits empty. And I'm like, that's so sad. So I never really had a reason to use it. <laughs> um, so I never gave myself a reason to buy it if that makes sense and i'm like i'm not going to spend this much money on an apple pen if i'm never even going to use it um sure and i'm realizing right now that i might have to well i'm gonna i'm gonna so i'm recommending like a dupe apple pen essentially because i didn't want to spend the money on it and there's a reason why i bought it but i'm not going to tell you that one because that'll come later um <laughs> okay <laughs> at a different time but i bought this oh, apple pen wait on what no so i bought this apple pen on amazon on black friday and i was skeptical because i'm like will it work will it not work but it was literally guys it was like 12 bucks on amazon and i'm like I'm, I'm gonna give it a try because i'm not drawing a bunch of stuff i'm not writing a ton of stuff so like i don't need this apple pen but it'd be nice to have for if i do decide to do any of those things so i bought this like 12 dollar apple pen guys it's been amazing the fact that like I was able to get something that it, it it clicks to the side of my iPad just like an Apple Pen would, it stays charged forever. I charged it one time and it charged in like fifteen minutes. I kid you not. And it I haven't had to charge it again yet. Um and it's so smooth. Like I barely had to do anything to like set it up and it, it works so well, it writes so nicely. Um the only thing really that's different than an actual Apple Pen is it doesn't charge on the iPad. So like the normal one, I guess the real one, when you have it like sitting on your iPad, it's charging as well. This one, you have a separate charger, but like it stays charged for so long. You don't, it doesn't even really matter. Um, but it's so nice. So I don't know if there's anybody out there that draws, writes on an iPad or I don't know if it works with like Samsung tablet, Samsung tablets or whatever else is out there. But if you're looking for one or you know somebody who's looking for one, but you don't want to spend the money on an Apple pen, um, I highly recommend this dupe Apple pen that will attach. Um, I bought it on Black Friday for like 12 bucks. I think normally it runs at like 20. So I mean, that's a heck of a lot better than spending over $100 on a pen, a digital pen. So if you're looking for it, go for it because it really works well. Oh, and for reference, I have an iPad 6 mini, 
but I think it works on, I think it'll work on any of them. So yeah, that's nice. what I recommend. Cool. Okay. I haven't, I haven't recommended my Christmas tree, have I? Even though I talked about it? You talked about getting it, but I don't think you've recommended it. Okay. Well, because it's December, I might as well. And that way, if people are looking for this holiday season in real time, they'll know where, where to go buy it. So I finally, after several years of not having a Christmas tree, like I said, I think in a previous episode, I finally caved and bought one. It's not real. It's fake because I don't want the drama of a real tree and it needed to be a skinny tree. And I had a couple of requirements just because it's such a tight space in my living room. But I wanted to decorate. So I went on trusty old Amazon and started to look. And man, finding Christmas trees that are nice looking with the right shape, also the right color of green while having enough lights on them without them being super expensive. It was it was like playing Tetris with all of my random requirements to try and find a tree because I didn't want to spend several hundred dollars on one, even though I wanted a decent quality one. But I also didn't want it to be so cheap that they were weird. Some of them are weird shaped where the top doesn't triangulate a lot. It kind of rounds in a weird way. And I just don't like that. And, or the color of the tree would be a weird, a bigly artificial green, which I didn't like either. Or it didn't have enough lights or anyways, there was just a lot of random things, but I found one by this brand. It's called Puleo Christmas Trees. And apparently it's been a company around for forever. And it just had the right amount of lights the right amount of leaves and branches but also a great shape a great color it was the right size it fits seamlessly into my living room without taking up any of the walking space that I was concerned about and it looks great honestly so it is still a cheap tree it's probably not going to be a forever tree but for where I'm at right now it feels really good to have so I'll as always, link it in the show notes. All of our recommend to a friend's Puleo Christmas trees. They're the way to go. Nice. Look at us being festive, or you at least. I um, know. Yeah, so that wraps us turning 30. And we will catch you guys next oh, week. Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to say this. Sorry. Next <laughs> week. <laughs> you were I like, I forgot. guess I'll keep going. Next week, we're, we're going to cover the one with Joey's new brain. Mm. Yeah, so we'll catch you guys next week on the Wall and Friends podcast. <laughs> <laughs>